Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Gay and Ill, a podcast built on diversity, vulnerability, and authenticity. I'm your host, Ryan Goldsmith, and thank you guys so much for choosing to tune in again this week. Um, while you're here, go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and a review. I'd super duper appreciate it, and it helps a bitch out a lot. I'm trying to move up through these ranks so my podcast can get noticed, and the more rates and the more reviews that you guys leave, again, just helps me out so, so much. Okay, now that I've squeezed that intro out hella fast, um, I kind of want to introduce you guys to like a smaller, not even a segment, but something new that I'm going to start doing on my show. I'm going to start shouting out whoever leaves a review just because, again, I really do appreciate it so, so much. And I want you guys to know that. So I'm going to start giving you guys recognition for giving me recognition. So this review is from Ridiculous Patronus, Patronus 1, Patronus, I don't fucking know. It sounds like a Harry Potter spell. But he, they rated me five stars and they rated me excellent. And the actual review says, really enjoyed how real this podcast is. Hysterical, but tells honest stories about the struggles of life and the perseverance required to be yourself. Great host. Each episode is filled with personal stories that are told in such a way it will keep you laughing from beginning to end. Shit, I can't even read my own damn handwriting. Uh, looking forward to more. So again, thank you so much to Ridiculous Patronus, Ridiculous Patronus 1. I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me that you would leave such a heartfelt and uh, lengthy review. Again, thank you. Thank you so much. If you would like your review to be featured, please make sure to leave one after every show, along with a five-star rating. It, again, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, I don't know if I forgot how to speak fucking English or what's going on, but I continue to stammer and stutter over my words, and I just don't have the willpower to edit that shit out, so we're going to deal with it, all right? <laughs> um, the next thing I want to do, I kind of want to go over my weekly recap as we do every week here at Black Gay and Ill. So, this past week, I was on vacation. I enjoyed it so much, more like a staycation. It was fabulous. I actually got some market research done just to kind of see what ha what is in demand within my niche, um, which is spreading awareness around mental health in the black gay community. So I got some insight on that and to see like kind of what's in demand and what people are looking for and how to tailor my content to my niche so that I can make it my own and make it relatable and also make it, um, I guess, something that'll be conducive to the, the community. Something else that I did, I tried, well, I've started creating a website and I can't tell you what I'm going to put on that website yet, but just know big things are coming. And let me tell you, that shit is mad hard. Like, I don't think I've ever done something more frustrating in my entire fucking life like that. I was in this bitch ready to cry all my fucking night from trying to build this web, web thingy. And so I was like, maybe I should just pay for a web designer. And I started looking for rates and shit. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't care that much to, to hire a web designer. And also, I kind of want there to be like an element of like self-made-ism into my brand. I want to be able to say that I started everything from scratch. So I think I'm just going to suck it up and try again just because again i really i think i can do it it just it takes so long and there are so many elements and so many moving parts to creating a website and you have to be very precise and very detailed if you want your website to look cohesive and clean so i'm gonna just suck it up and try it and keep going but all in all my week last week was pretty pretty okay i did have um a falling out with a friend which i'm inter I, I don't even know if I don't even know if I'm mad at what they did. I'm kind of just mad at how they went about doing it. It was very sneaky and very underhanded. And they do shit like this all the time, kind of. Like, whenever we have a falling out 
it's because it, it's just it's annoying and i i'm sad but i don't know if i'm sad enough to the point to try to mend the relationship it didn't really like take a mental toll on me at all this week which is not a good sign because uh, again i'm i'm pretty annoyed because it was pretty shady the way that it was handled but at the same time i'm not really that mad because i expect them to do shit like this like i this is just what has been displayed to me over the course of probably six or seven years so now i can't even be like mad mad i'm just like damn again like i thought we were past this we're adults now but whatever it's fine so my week went from stellar to just okay combined with the fact that i might lose one of my closest friends and the fact that i went back to fucking work on friday i don't know that place is just draining emotionally mentally like i just cannot i i just don't like being there i'm ready to go back to my store i just it's there's no point in me being there anymore literally that entire team is garbage they don't care about the business they don't even fucking act like they care about the business so i just think it's time for me to go back to my store and do my own thing but all in all no nothing nothing to harp on this week it was pretty okay i didn't want to die this week so that's a good sign but yeah so the topic of discussion for this week is going to be mental health mental hello mental health versus confrontation god damn it i want to kind of talk about how those two relate to each other and i also want to talk about how to healthily cope or kind of healthily handle confrontation if you are someone that struggles with the same kind of mental uh, detriments that i do Ooh, that's a strong word i don't know if i should say detriment detriments damn uh mental mental illnesses that i do um confrontation can be a bitch and it can either be you can either ha either handle it from a zero or you can handle it to 100 and over the years i've learned that nothing nothing that is there is no kind of conflict that is worth taking me to 100 like anymore so we're gonna talk about that uh, trigger warning y'all already know the deal every week i have a trigger warning just because i'd never know what the fuck is going to come out of my mouth i don't use a script i kind of just say whatever the fuck i feel in the moment so there could be talk of suicide violence uh, all that shit so just be prepared for that so yeah let's dive on in i kind of want to take it back to when i was a kiddo and my earliest memory of me having like my first confrontation with like a friend I think it was about second grade and I have, I couldn't even tell you what was going on, but I just remember having to like fight this boy and like, I didn't really want to fight this boy. Like I didn't want to fight at all. I was so sweet. I was always just like this sweet little blueberry little boy. Like I just looked like a little blueberry and I was so sweet. And I just remember having to like fight this boy for respect and when it was explained to me i'm like at then i was just like okay yeah that makes sense but now as an adult why the fuck do i need respect as an eight-year-old like i just i don't see i don't care like that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me y'all and there were adults encouraging this kind of behavior y'all are encouraging me to fight this other eight-year-old over respect i don't give a fuck about no respect i'm a child i want to go eat and play in dirt and do other stupid shit that kids do I don't give a fuck about no respect i couldn't even spell respect at that time but you're growing up in the black community uh, the, the, like you have to you have to fight for your respect because no one's gonna fight for you 
So cut to us, I guess just like squabbling. And I guess I don't know what I did. I had like gotten tired and I had just bit the shit out of this little boy. I mean, broke skin and everything. I bit the shit out of this little boy. And his mom was pissed. And rightfully so, because like, I'm pretty sure it was his arm. Like his arm was bleeding. And after that, I just remember instant guilt, instant regret. And I was just like, I cannot believe I've done this. Oh my God, y'all remember that vine? I can't believe you've done this. That was me in the fucking moment without the British accent. Like I just could not believe that I had taken a chunk out of this little dude's arm. And that has been the preface of how I currently handle or handled confrontation like, throughout my life. So that, I can just remember going from that and... I received such like, not necessarily praise, but it was like coaching. It was like, so next time you fight, you don't bite anybody, but make sure you stand up for yourself, like, which is fine, whatever. But the way that I was taught to stand up for myself was basically through abuse. Like, I can just remember times where, like, if I wouldn't stand up for myself, I would be like hit by my family and now looking back i just i don't think that's healthy <laughs> i don't think that's a healthy way to teach people how to stand up for themselves i'm not because at, in that moment like like i like i said i've always had problems so back then i'm just like i don't want to fight this person so you think it's a good idea to hit me and make me even more anxious and just like because hitting hurts like i don't like to be hit so the fact that you basically force violence on children, it's just, I'll never be able to wrap my mind around that. And I think that just, it kind of contributes to some of the issues that I have today. But anywho, so I was taught to fight and then I received praise for fighting, but I can just remember the guilt that I had. And I just remember like, this boy was my friend. Like, I don't know. It could have probably been solved without fighting, but it just... Again, it just sets the tone for how I handle things nowadays. So fast forward a little bit and I get into high school. And at this point, I had learned how to fight. Like I knew I was good at it. So I was like, whatever, like whatever happens, happens. And I could just remember, I've like you guys know from previous episodes, I've always been super sensitive. So the way that I handle issues is just crazy. Like I would just react out of anger. I guess to hide what I thought was hiding the pain. So I remember people like trying to like people will always talk about my weight or people will talk about the fact that I'm gay. Which looking back on it, like I definitely was gay. So I don't know why I was so mad that people was calling me gay. But anyway, people would just talk about what I looked like. And I've just I've never I don't know how to argue. So I was just like go off and then we would just end up like fist fighting. And then after I just remember like being so embarrassed and so guilty like why the fuck did i do that especially if the other person was like hurt pretty bad i never could fully understand like why are you fighting these people if you're just going to feel bad afterwards and i i just feel like looking back like obviously like that was not cute but it was it was just what I was taught growing up. And that kind of mentality would get me like into trouble. Like 
I would be like, this is the only way I know how to handle these issues. Also, I want my respect. So I'm going to fight. I'm going to go hands up with you. And oh my God. So y'all know. So my ex-girlfriend, she had a sister and her sister was dating this guy who was like, he was a drug dealer. He was like, he was like a full blown thug. He had been in jail multiple times. And I just remember him kind of telling like the family that he didn't like me. And, like, he was just making, like, all these threats and all this, all this. And so I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing about it and me kind of, like, being like, okay, where where's he at? Like, let's just get this over with. And, y'all, let me tell y'all, if I would have really fought that man, I pro- he probably would have killed me. That was a big motherfucker, first of all. And second of all, he had been in jail, like, a minimum three times i was literally in high school i had never been like locked up before um so i don't know what why the hell i thought that i was going to be able to take this dude he was going to beat the shit out of me like dead ass he was gonna crack me in half and i've always been like a heavy dude and his big ass was going to be able to break me in half and that's not like that's not healthy that's not okay if you are so adamant on fighting for your own respect to the point to where you have complete disregard for your own safety and own well-being that is not healthy and you need to unlearn those behaviors immediately that's not safe sometimes i'll hear people like i'll hear mothers like i'll be out and about and i'll hear mothers and i'll hear people like drunk people obviously like talking about fighting and everything and i'm like don't you got kids to go home to like you have to be able to be like some battles like are not worth it and I didn't have that button or that that button to turn me off back in the day until I remember this one time. It was my ex-girlfriend's mother's birthday and we were taking the kids. First of all, we neither of us had a license, so we should not have been driving. We were maybe, maybe 17. We were taking the kids over to her sister's house and we were going to watch them, but we had to stop and get swishers Uh, i used to smoke weed a lot back then so we had to stop and get those and we had this car full of kids no car seats there were probably like one two three four five probably like six children in the back seat and i remember i just remember us both going in i can't remember who was with us but somebody was with us to stay and watch the kids in the car and i don't know i don't remember what happened but we started fighting with these people in the gas station And before I knew it, I was running out of the gas station and there was a police pointing a taser at my big black ass. And it was me and my ex-girlfriend and everybody else out there was white. And I was like, oh, bitch, I'm dead. So obviously, immediately I throw my hands up and they, they get me on the ground. And then we're there. Like, I don't know why we were there for so long, like deliberating. But we were sitting there for probably like an hour to two hours because it had gotten dark. And there were, like, they brought a fire truck. There was an ambulance out there. And I don't even think we did that much damage to those people. But there's no way. Like, we were teenagers. Those were full-grown adults. But, and I just remember them putting me in the back of a paddy wagon, bitch. And I was like, this is not for me. Let me give you a little bit of insight as to what a paddy wagon is. So, a paddy wagon is literally just a big police truck and it has like bars in the back but bitch i got in that paddy wagon and it was damp the seats were damp the walls were sweating and it smelled like homeless people 
I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but but I'm so sorry. But it smelled really bad in the back of that paddy wagon. Like, it smelled like bodies. And so I just remember that. And I remember getting to the facility and being patted down and they made me take my shoes off. All that to say, bitch, that was the last time I had ever put my hands on anybody. Like, I do not play those games anymore. And I think it's so eye-opening to sit and think about how it had to take that for me to be like, I am never fist fighting anyone ever again. That was the scariest moment in my life, bitch. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it was peaches and cream. And I was like, nah, no, bitch. I was terrified. I was so scared. So, but I still feel like even though I don't go from zero to 100 as fast as I used to, I still don't feel like I really handle confrontation healthily. If you, if I take a look at my current relationship, so my partner and then like my friends and family, the only way that I feel like I can handle an argument or a disagreement in a, in a good way is if I just ignore it and avoid them in the situation until I calm down, which is not the worst way, but it it's not great considering the fact that I don't ever acknowledge what happened so like somebody could do something to piss me off and if you know me you know i go from zero to annoyed real quick and i would rather i would rather let it fester and then for it to come up in some other context than to be like hey this thing that you did really annoyed me like what can we do to get past it like i just i can't do that because i feel like somebody's going to say well get over it and then I'm going to be like, you dumb bitch. And then it's just going to spiral and it's not going to be great. So I would rather just push it down into the bottom of my purse until we can figure out a way, I guess, to talk. Well, until it like I have to talk about it. Like, I don't like to do things unless I have to. So that's why. That's another reason why I feel like I'm kind of having trouble handling this situation with one of my close friends that happened this week. Because I'm just like, A, I don't feel like they really care. Because if they cared, they wouldn't continue doing it. But B, I just... I don't really know how... To deal with my own feelings. And I just don't really feel like people care. Like... People don't give a fuck how you feel. So why should you vocalize how you feel um, if they're not going to do anything like to change their behaviors? So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And it goes from, it translates from like platonic relationships to my partner who is so sweet and I love him so much. And he's probably the only person that kind of, I feel like keeps me grounded I'm not going to say, like, I haven't spazzed out on his ass before, because I definitely have, but I feel like he's the only, like, he's one of the only reasons why that and the fact that I ain't going to jail again, the only reasons why I try so hard to not go off at any little inconvenience. And it's because, again, I just have that guilt, like, every time I go off on somebody or every time I blow up or... I remember this past, <laughs> the Christmas Eve before last, me and my sister got into a fist fight, my little sister, and a bitch, I felt so bad. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, there's no fucking reason I should have gotten so upset and like put my hands on my, like, it was just not, it was, I was so embarrassed. I was so mad. 
I was, I felt so bad. I was so guilty. And like, every time I think about those kind of things, I'm like, this is why you have to learn how to communicate effectively to avoid physical confrontation. There's no reason why you should be putting your hands on anybody and vice versa. But John is probably one of the only people that I feel like is really, really teaching me how to healthily cope with confrontation. Him and my therapist. And even I know sometimes she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? But so it goes from platonic relationships to intimate relationships all the way to the workplace. Now, I have found that with my personal mental health struggles, that it has been kind of hard for me to find a job and stick with it. One, because I'm kind of cuckoo upstairs. And two, because I spent four years at a job that I hated working with people that I could not fucking stand just because I was afraid to leave. And now I feel like that has shifted And now I feel like I won't deal with any bullshit. So the first sign of bullshit, I'm out, I'm finding a new job. And that's not good for stability and it's not good for professional growth. So I have to learn how to, again, just deal with confrontation in the workplace. It's a little easier now because in my current position, I'm like the head boss, kind of. I have a boss over me, my DM, but I'm a store manager. So like I run the show in my own four walls. So it's a little bit easier for me to deal with confrontation then because I can just kind (laughs) of, I can just kind of shut it down and walk away from it because I don't have to deal with it because I'm the boss. And that's kind of my mindset again, which is terrible. It's terrible. But I have to figure out a way to work on me first so that I don't lose my job. <laughs> um, and I think about a time where I worked at the previous company that I worked at before here, I just felt like there was a sense of invalidation for my feelings. And it's because I was the only black man on my team. And I know people are going to be like, you don't have to bring race into everything, but yes, the fuck you do. Um, I would vocalize multiple times that I was uncomfortable with how one of the other team leads talked to me. And I remember one, like nothing, my boss was doing nothing about it. And I remember one day this bitch had yelled at me. Like she would like, not my boss, but the other team leader, the bitch yelled at me and I lost it. Like I, I had simmered on it for a while. Cause I was like, maybe you misinterpreted. Maybe you think she yelled at you, but maybe she didn't yell at you as loud as you feel like she did. And then another part of me was like, nah, that crooked eyebrow having bitch yelled at you. So you need to address it. And before I could even get my thoughts all the way together, I was putting my shit down and I walked over to her department and I I had like pulled her away from her team. And I guess, which I don't think I was, but I guess I was loud. And I just straight up told her, like, don't ever fucking yell at me again. Like, I'm not your child. You will not yell at me. Like, this is ridiculous. And I can just remember that bitch storming away from me. And she went to tell my boss and my boss called me into the office and basically reprimanded me for sticking up for myself. And what I just kind of told you was an exaggeration of how I said it. I'm pretty like I was I definitely was professional. I didn't curse at her, but I definitely was firm. Like, you will not talk to me that way. And she told my boss and my boss called me to the office and reprimanded me. And I'm like. So is she off the hook for yelling at me or like what? I will never forget this day. Y'all was so fucking shitty. And I had to take a step back and be like, I ha- you have to learn how to handle situations differently. Because if you do not, you will 
be labeled as the angry black male in the workplace. And that fucking sucks because I will never be able to vocalize. I'm upset. What you did upset me. Please do not do it again. And it's because as black people, we constantly have to water ourselves down and we have to reevaluate our thinking and reevaluate our approaches to kind of fit the standard of what corporate America looks like. And I guess, again, we already, people already feel like black people are threatening. So if you come up to them and you're like upset and you vocalize you're upset, they're already going to go into a frenzy um, because white fragility, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's kind of important to just, we just got to learn how, I guess, how to navigate through this because it's, it's fucking ridiculous but it's 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 the world we live in which does not make it okay but I, I don't see it changing anytime soon but yeah all that to say i've struggled with uh handling myself into work at work because i just i can't tolerate bullshit but i also don't know how to properly properly vocalize that you got me fucked up but professionally you know so in the spirit of being just a true fucking nutcase, I'm going to give you some healthy ways that you should cope with confrontation, even though these are not things that I would follow, but these are, this is what the internet gave me. So this is what you're going to get. So the first thing, I guess, that would kind of help you deal with confrontation better is to get in touch with your own personal feelings. And kind of what I took away from that is just know how you're feeling when you feel it so just take a step back and I, I i guess you could just breathe and be like am i really upset at this or am i upset is this just a me thing and one of my best friends is kind of really good at doing this she'll kind of like take a step back like is this worth me reacting or is am i just tripping basically is what what i'm saying if you at least take the time to sit and ponder for just a second you might realize that this is not this is not that big of a deal and just brush it off. Or you might even calm down. If you just take 10 seconds to sit and breathe, you might calm down or you might be able to stop and actually think about the other person's point of view. Because in today's day and age, we don't listen to understand. We listen to respond and that will get you nowhere. Even like myself, I'm a true true culprit of this bitch i don't give a fuck what you're talking about because my point has not been heard so it's it's important that we kind of take a step back and just get in touch with our feelings but get in touch with the the opposing perspectives feelings and the conversation could go over a lot smoother than you think another way that you could kind of that could kind of help you um handle confrontation better is to set boundaries early in your relationship I've noticed that once you give bitches an inch, they take a mile and I'm really bad at this. And you could just, it doesn't have to be this whole spectacle of a conversation. You could literally just be like, hey, I didn't like what you just said to me. Can you please not do that? And either they'll A, be like, okay, I'm sorry. Or B, they'll give you a different reaction and you'll be like, okay, fuck this, I'm out. But you have to start vocalizing your feelings earlier on in the relationships just so people understand like this is not okay to do with this person let's move forward and make sure it doesn't happen again 
The next thing I want you guys to try is just clear communication. If you're feeling some type of way, say that. Um, Depending on how close your relationship is or how tight the bond is. Like for me, like my best friend, she could come up to me and be like, bitch, you had me fucked up when you said X, Y, and Z. And I would be like, damn, I didn't know you felt that way, sis. My bad. But I, like, obviously you don't have that, pro- have that approach with everyone. Um, but just clearly communicate like, hey, this is what you did. This is how it made me feel. This is how we can move forward by you not doing that. And then just open, a f- open the floor to them to kind of hear their response and see if it's the response that you need. Not the response that you want, but the response that you need. Because sometimes within a confrontation, I'm I, like the opposing side like it could literally you could just be like in the wrong like i don't know like depending on what the factor is like you could just be in the wrong and like yes you want to vocalize um clearly communicate why you feel this way but also take in what the opposing side is saying and just give it like give it a consider uh, at least the last thing i want you to do bitch just breathe it is not that deep unless somebody is like blatantly disrespecting you talking about your mama and her cricket ass wig or whatever just breathe it is not it'll be okay if as long as you don't feel threatened or like you know what i mean breathe take a moment step back walk away go for a walk eat a sandwich do a dance something breathe Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I really hope you enjoyed my mental health, mental health, bitch, are you serious? My mental health versus confrontation episode. Um, Again, please make sure to rate and review this episode. If you love it, if you hate it, don't give a fuck, do the review it and rate it, please. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week. Ooh, Valentine's Day is coming up, so that's super exciting. Um, let me know. Send, send some things to my email, rgoldsmith402 at gmail.com. Send me some things. Like, let me know what y'all are doing for Valentine's Day. Um, please remember to stay beautiful. Keep your heads up. And remember, it's not all bad because you cannot spell trill without the word ill. I love you guys. Mwah.